Welcome to Bible Slash Chat, Gus. Hi. Hi. We've been doing this thing where we just spring the question on each other because that's always fun. So this is these are these answers are always cold. Uh, it's not uh, premeditated or preplanned, which might be an error. And if it is, then we'll just delete this video immediately. Uh, <laughs> I uh, and also I did pull a muscle in my back, and so you'll see me like lean, turn in a yeah. weird way. So anyway, sorry about that. You're still not telling us why you uh, go ahead and just uh, ask the question, okay. Gus. That's Thank you. Why don't you go with me to uh, Romans uh, 16? I have sure, a sure, very, sure. very sure, good sure. question. Good. Um, I want to talk to you about a couple of things about, so maybe this could be a couple of videos. We'll yeah. do uh, some Monday. But um, I want you to look at this about, uh, look at verse 1, Phoebe. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you have uh, uh, Prisca yeah. or Priscilla. Yep. Uh, then you have Mary, you have yeah. Junius, uh, you have all these ladies, ladies. mentioned yeah. here. And yeah. I'm sure you've heard of this, and you kind of alluded to this, and we didn't spend a lot of time on, on a Sunday to talk about this. Uh, it wasn't the place. But you've heard a lot of people saying, oh, these were pastors. They were yeah. part of the yeah. pastoral team that Paul had left yeah. in, in Rome. Yeah. Um, how would you answer to someone that says, hey, Prisca's mentioned first. Obviously, she was a pastor, and Aquila was yeah. the associate pastor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, this is where we want to be real cautious because the, there's a there's actually an underlying issue here, uh, which I won't go into deeply, but. Uh, the Bible is always consistent with itself, um, and so anytime you have a text that seems to show something but isn't, but seems to contradict another portion of the Bible, what we're going to do is go to the one that is going to is going to be the clearest, right? Uh, and say this one is cl the clearest one, and then how would that inform this? And then it helps us understand what's happening in that text that seems unclear. Mm -hmm. um, and the text that I would go to to give clarity to that question is actually First Timothy chapter two and three. Uh, so we can just look over there real quickly. Now in First Timothy chapter two, Paul tells. Uh, Paul tells Timothy that when it comes to the church, he ought to, that he actually doesn't allow a woman uh, to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. So again, uh, when it comes to pastoral ministry, uh, Paul says, I, I don't allow a woman to do that. So when it comes to the offices of the church, uh, and actually he shows us that in chapter three. So he says, look, uh, God in his economy uh, does not have women in offices in the church. Now that doesn't mean that's not because God is is a misogynist yeah, or he's uh, anti-female. It's just the opposite. Uh, that women are equal in status before God, but their roles are different. And so mm -hmm. in the church, there's a differentiation of roles between men and women. So when it comes to uh, that verse in First Timothy chapter two, Paul actually lays out what that looks like in chapter three uh, about elders first from verses one through seven, and then deacons starting in verse eight uh, down through verse 13. So you have mm -hmm. elders and deacons who are both, both of whom are categorized as men. Uh, it says a man, a husband of one wife, a husband of one wife. He, he should rule his household well. He should rule his household well. So it's men all the way through those texts. Now that is helpful for us because what it teaches us is both those offices in the church are, are, are designed by God to be held by men. So now when we go back to Romans 16, we can we can say, well, okay, Paul mentions things, but rather than trying to garner theology out of like brief mentions or things that might be slightly unclear, we can take what we know that's very clear in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and 3 and apply it here and say, okay, well, what was Paul thinking in these greetings? 
And one of the best ways to do that is just from a simple study of those words. For example, Phoebe, it says that she is a servant of the church, which is at uh, Centuria. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting statement. What does it mean that she's a servant of the church? Well, that word is the word deacon. Did she hold the office of deacon? Well, we would say no, actually, she didn't. Because Paul tells us that the office of deacon should be held by men in chapter First Timothy chapter 2 and mm. chapter 3. So what does deacon mean? What does diakonos mean? What just means a servant? And actually that's what it's translated here. What was she? She was a servant of the church mm-hmm. there. She exactly. was a godly woman who loved Christ and who did all sorts of servant-related things in the church. She didn't hold an office, but mm. she was a servant. And actually Paul describes that in verse 2. He actually says, she helped me. She's been a helper of yeah. many and of myself as well. What was her yeah. service? She helped people. She helped many in the church, and she even helped the Apostle Paul. So this is a very godly woman who mm-hmm. Paul then... Uh, honors in that way. Prisca and Aquila, again, you have language where you have one who goes first, the wife goes first, and then the husband. You say, well, man, does that mean that the wife is the pastor? Well, no. In other texts, particularly in Acts, Aquila goes first. Yeah. So what does this tell us? Well, it tells us that this, here's a couple that is ministering together. And we would say in all Christian marriages, there should be ministry together as couples. Yeah. I, Alyssa, I rely on Alyssa hugely, yeah. my wife, uh, because yeah. She's very wise, and she has a master's degree in biblical counseling. We do a lot of ministry together where we counsel together. Mm. It doesn't mean she's the pastor of the church. It just means she's very godly. If someone came along and said, well, you know, Alyssa and John, they're great. That doesn't mean that Alyssa is the pastor of the church. We would never want to read into that at all, right? In fact, just the other way around, we would say, Alyssa is also very godly. She ministers the gospel in various ways. She teaches the women of the church. She helps out with counseling. She's a a huge blessing to our church. So uh, we would point to that as what's happening there. And even with Junia, who is referenced as outstanding among the apostles, That, there, that language, again, we want to be careful with the words. The word apostle doesn't mean necessarily capital A, office apostle. It can also just mean one who is sent. Well, who are these two? This is a couple who was sent back to Rome by the by the disciples immediately after Pentecost to plant a church there because they're Romans. So they're sent back to Rome to plant a church in Rome. And they suffered for their faith. They were thrown in prison, we find out. They, they had suffered greatly. So what's the summary of that? Well, you have lots of women mentioned here. What should we take away from that? Well, it should help us a lot because we should say, well, that doesn't, they didn't have offices in the church. They weren't apostles or pastors or deacons, but they were serving the church. Their hearts were after serving the church. They wanted to, and they served the church in various different ways that were appropriate to their gender and to the role that God's called them to. But Paul, in this list of 26 people, Paul greets 10 women because what he's actually doing is saying the church is made up of men and women together who are serving one another, who are loving the body of Christ, who are serving the bride of Christ in the church. And that doesn't talk about offices. That talks about a heart of service. These are godly women. So what we would say to what we would say to women from this chapter is, ladies, look, absolutely you can serve the church. Absolutely you can be used in very profound ways. And we would encourage you to do that within the confines of the roles that God's given you other in other places in the text of Scripture. Well, it's very helpful. I, I really think uh, when you were talking, I was thinking how easy it is for us to find issue with this but yeah. not to think about paul as sometimes we look at him as misogynistic yeah, or, yeah. Uh, but really he's mentioning women on the same level as men totally. thinking these women are not you know serving the coffee only no, no. <laughs> they're actually fellow workers yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're Absolutely. doing the ministry they're doing ministry they're teaching they're evangelizing they're helping and nothing wrong ways. with serving coffee by the way <laughs> nothing wrong with serving coffee but they're serving in all those different ways yeah. and using their gifts i mean uh, speaking of serving coffee you have phoebe who's it says she was a helper of many and of myself yeah 
even if she brought Paul a glass of water, he's she's a servant of to course. him. She of helps course. him. That's glorious, right? Yeah. So Paul actually calls her out and identifies her as a godly woman who's serving the church. Yeah. And we would say, look at this. God, not only is Paul not misogynistic, just the opposite. Yeah. Paul loves the ladies of the church, and he loves to yeah. see how they are serving and honoring Christ and with the gifts that God's given yeah. them. Super helpful. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, hopefully that's helpful for you. These are tricky topics, and so if you have any questions about them, feel free to email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks, guys. Thanks.